give some uh, perspective to how I believe we're going to arise and shine, but arise and build. I believe it's time the Central Coast built something like that on this, on this coast. And our efforts have been short-circuited, and there are churches out there that are languishing, wanting to build great places for God to do His great work, and it's been short-circuited by the enemy, but short-circuited by a lack of faith. And that's what I want to talk about, faith. Say faith. So if you look in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, and I'm going to run through this 10 minutes. Oh, boy, start waving at me or, or doing something because I've got to crunch this by 7.30. I've got to do the, the pledge and everything. But if you look at 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, say verse uh, 2, you can see that the Apostle Paul is asking about this particular church and he's virtually wanting a temperature reading of the spiritual health of the church. Say spiritual health. And he's saying, he's not asking about how many people are in the house. He's not asking about how big the sound system is or how great the multimedia is. He's asking, the Apostle Paul is asking about this church, this thing. How is their faith? Say faith. And he's looking for, he's looking for evidence of how they're tracking with this sort of, uh, this spiritual, this spiritual dynamic we call faith. Listen to the words and see uh, what you can get out of this. Verse 2, let's just go through this as quick as we can. We sent Timothy. Actually, we did have Pastor Timothy Lowe. Who enjoyed him this morning? Timothy Lowe came, and a, isn't he a whirlwind? And, and the man that came with him, who was broke, busted, anxiety um, sort of attacks, and he's a businessman, and um, and Tim uh, Lowe, they didn't explain this, but Tim Lowe took him under his arm. Now, Tim Lowe is a money guy. He's a broker. He's a senior minister. He is a mover and shaker. He's, he's quite a mover and shaker in the business world. But he took this young man under his wing who was, who was I guess, faltering in business. And he spoke into his life and he, he, he patted him on the back but affirmed him as a father would affirm a son. And all of a sudden, he was able to resurrect an, a real estate business in Mossman. The, the real estate uh, agent was uh, valued a couple of weeks ago, $2.7 million. He bought it for 250000 And now the guy stands in front of us this morning and just cool as cucumber, just says, with God, if you acknowledge God, if you trust God, anything can be done. And he becomes a major giver into Tim Lowe's church. He said to us, he did quote a figure, he gives $100,000 to the Rise and Build a year. That's the sort of money he can give. That's the sort of people we need to build our facility that looks something similar to that. This is just the stage. This is just the stage of a huge vision in succeeding in doing great stuff for God. Do you know what I'm saying? We need to believe for these figures, but it starts right here. It starts with us. So we sent Timothy to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, verse 2. You can see that. So this is in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. Next, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. 
Listen to how many times the word faith is mentioned. Verse 5, to find out about your faith. Verse 6, but Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. Two key elements about church, two key factors that must be very strong and dynamic. What are they? Faith and love. Without those, the wheels are spinning. We're not moving. We're not doing. We're not blessing the lost. We're not blessing you. And it's not happening. Faith and love are very key items. Therefore, brothers, uh, verse 7, therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. It's about faith. Everything is about faith. And in verse 10, night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. So Tim, Pastor Tim came this morning and did just that, strengthened, and he made up the lack. If there was any faith this morning, I'm certainly, it was runneth over in the morning, wasn't it? People gave and we took up $82,000 in commitment to the Ryzen bill. It's amazing. Now... Timothy, Timothy, I got to crunch this. I got to crunch it. Got to crunch it. When Paul was asking about faith, he was asking how the people were going. And when you look at people's lives, if they're backsliding, if they're going through even hard times, if um, I guess they've grown cold, they've lost their prayer life, they've lost their praise, they've lost their coming to church, whatever it is, it's really about faith. You've lost your faith. That's what's happened. You've got to look at that. You've got to say, where is my faith? So that's, that's the key thing I'm trying to get through to you. Wh- what has happened to your faith? When did it depart? When did it simmer? When did it dissipate? When did it grow weak? Everyone has been given a measure of faith to respond to God. Even the Gothics that were here Friday night, they have faith. The Bible says God has given all creation, that is people, a measure of faith. It's just about this. It's about getting that person to a place where they can believe in God. Then faith will come alive. They will engage. They will connect. And they will be online with God, just like your internet, they will be bang online with God. And then God begins to do all the rest in them. It's a fantastic thing. What about Jesus? What amazed Jesus when he walked the earth? And I'm nearly done. After all, through him, the world and all humanity were created in the first place. God, God created this. I mean, Jesus created this earth and he was in heaven all the days, eternity. And now he comes What amazed Jesus? I'm asking you that. What amazed Jesus? He never said he was amazed at someone being righteous. He never said that but because he was pure and righteous himself. But he never said that. He never said he was amazed at someone who was wise or smart. He said, he never said to Matthew, wow, you're a financial guru. The way you do those finances, Matthew, the tax collector I'm talking about, look at the way you do those finances. It is amazing. He never did. He never was amazed. He was only amazed at this one thing, and that was faith. He's amazed at our faith tonight. He's amazed that you came out tonight into this church. 
He's amazed you came out and he's amazed you got your Bible. He's amazed you've given your life to Jesus. He is amazed. Faith is what God is pleased at. Now, if you look at the story of the Roman centurion, um, and this Roman centurion, of course, you know the story, comes to Jesus, and you'll find this in Luke, uh, I guess, 7, 9. Uh, and, and, and the Roman centurion uh, is wanting his servant healed. And, and Jesus said, look, I will come to your place. And the Roman centurion says, no, no bother. If you just say it, Jesus, my servant will be healed. Jesus turns back to the crowd and he said, did you hear what this man said? This Roman centurion said, if I just say it, did you hear of the faith of this man? And that would have really annoyed the Jews at that time, upended by a Roman centurion. Did you hear what he said? Even if I say that the, the lad will be healed, he will be healed. This, uh, th- this is what Jesus was amazed about, that man's faith. Another time, what was else was Jesus? The foreigner, Canaanite woman, came pleading on behalf of her demon-possessed daughter, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She begged. She, she, she hung on with Jesus explained to her, ex- exclaimed at last and said in Matthew 15, verse 28, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. She hung on. She prayed. She begged. And he said, this is amazing. Woman, you're going to get your answer. Praise God for that. Amen. On the other hand, when he went back to his hometown of Nazareth, when he had, where he had grown up, of course, he could not do any miracles except lay hands on a few people and see them made whole or m- 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 see them made uh, well. And, and, and God virtually, through lack of faith, through these people who are familiar with Jesus, said, well, you'll have to prove it to us, Jesus. He could not do anything. He had his hands tied. Jesus could not perform miracles where there was no faith. In, uh, he actually mentions a scripture, I think it's in Matthew 9, 29, where he says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. There was a lack of faith in Mark 6, 5 to 6. He was amazed. Actually, it says in the word, he was amazed at the lack of faith in those people in Nazareth whereby he could not, even though he was all-powerful and he could do, and no demon was big enough, and no demon was powerful enough, and no sickness was big enough, Jesus could have done all that needed to be done in that city, but he could not because of the lack of faith. Faith is the critical ingredient I think the Central Coast needs. Who's with me on that one? Faith is languishing. Faith is struggling on the Central Coast through a spiritual warfare, I believe, that's been over this, over this coast for many decades. Many decades. And we've got to look at that and deal with it. And we've got to rise up as champions like the faith warriors of, of, of Hebrews. We are a people that are believing that we can change the course of history and believe that we're going to build a large influential church to do some major rocking for God. Who's with me on that one? Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. We need to change the trend on the Central Coast. We need to change the trend. We need to keep growing and building this church by faith, by faith. We're actually counting on your faith. When you come into this house in any service, we're counting on you to lift your hands. Some people can't lift their hands because they don't have faith, but they don't have muscles. See, in the early days, 
I realized, man, to lift your hands like all these other people are, there's, gee, how do they do that? Because my hands and arms would get tied, even though I was half fit. But there's actually praise arms, there's worshiping arms that give you muscles to worship God. And you can lift your hands to God, just like your faith muscle, just like the measure of faith you've been given. You have to work it out, take it to the gym, work it out in faith, work it out in prayer, work it out by reading the word in your devotions, work that faith out. If you let it just be like this, I mean, just counting on your small measure of faith and you try and live this dynamic life and buy into things like this, you will never do it. You'll go, this is too much. I cannot do it. I cannot believe for people to be saved. I cannot believe for the high schools to be impacted for Jesus. I cannot believe for the Gothics to be saved. I cannot believe that this church can grow and succeed and do because your faith is not dynamic enough. Some people don't have their calling and their, their, their dynamic life in God because of their faith. It's all about faith. It's your faith that you need to work on in prayer, in reading the word. Hallelujah. Faith is far more than talk. Sometimes we are not much better than those in Isaiah's time, where it says in a scripture in Isaiah 29 verse 13, it says, these people came near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Far from me. I love this scripture too. In 1 Peter 1 5, it says, Faith alone is the trigger that releases divine power. This is not scripture, but this is a statement. Faith alone is the trigger that releases divine power to your life, to the church, to every situation and circumstance that you face. Divine faith is a trigger to release divine faith. I love that. As Peter wrote uh, in scripture in, the, in 1 Peter 1 5, I think you'll find it, through faith, it is through faith that we are shielded by God's power. Our trying, struggling, or promising won't work. Faith is what God is after. Faith is the key to our relationship with him. And the saints say, it's all about your faith, guys. And the sooner you can belong and subscribe and commit to something dynamic about a church that is going to do Mad stuff, radical stuff for God, I think the better. Some people say, look, you're building a building, you're going for souls, you're believing for the nations. I just don't think I can do that. I will pop down here and I will just love God and believe in God. And that's beautiful. But at the end of the day, there's an army of believers. Can I have the PowerPoint of the army believers? And I'm nearly done. And that's the type of church you're in right now. And that's the sort of church that we're raising up right now. I believe all over the coast, an army of believers is going to come into this house. I believe an army of believers. Someone, uh, someone, I was telling someone about our church, how it's very vigorous and very dynamic. Either you, either you, you, you feel like you're compelled to join it and come to it and see it do great stuff or or almost like a tornado or a hurricane, I think they said, you flicked away because there's so much energy here, so much energy, like a whirlwind, like this energy. And some people come just for a safe little place in God and, poosh, and they go, oh, gee, it's too much. But I believe, like I'm getting 
images of the Wizard of Oz, like in the middle of that. Yeah, off we go. Here we go into the harvest. Here we go. And the witched, uh, what is it? The, the wicked witch of the east or the west is, is going to be taken out. When we come down at the end of this night, you're going to see your witches. You're going to see the, the cults. You're going to see every cursed thing, every disease. You're going to see every mayhem crushed under the mighty weight of a church that is calling you up in faith to live an extraordinary life. This is what this church is about. This is, we make, we're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed of Christ, but we're not ashamed of the type of church we are. We're a, a dynamic, dynamic, faith-filled people believing for such a harvest to bless you into your better life. And so here it is, the army of believers. This is what this church has been. Uh, how old are we this Tuesday? 13 years old. This is basically the, the people we've been, the army of believers. This is the majority of people in C3 Tugra who continue to give any amount as they're able to fulfill their dream. And this is talking about service to the church, giving their time, their talent, their treasure. And next, we've always had those people, but we've had these people. Kingdom builders, kingdom builders pledge above $3,000 annually to the building project. Kingdom builders, uh, and we will have events during the week for these people that... Uh, subscribe in such a way this is new these events will be during the evening and we will have events where we encourage you in your faith to continue in your giving they are for anyone who has made a faith pledge to give over three thousand dollars to our building project during the financial year and next these people are the vision carriers we've got numerous we've got uh, we've got look we've probably got uh, half a dozen of these people in the house these people believe one of their main roles in the church is to help underwrite its vision by pledging to give over $5,000 each year to the building project. Thank God for the vision builders that have kept this house alive. Those people feel like they're called here. They're being called here. And they say, they say, Phil, we see what you're trying to do. Julie, Phil, we see what you're trying to do. We're committed. And they've brought us here this far. And next, the 10K Club is... <laughs> in some churches, actually the 100K Club. We had a man here who testified that he gives $100,000 a year. I think it's about $2,000 a week. Now, that's extraordinary finances in my term, but uh, in my terms, but we got to believe that we can believe for 10K Club. And we actually probably got one or two of these people in the house. These people are believing for special grace. These are usually business people, entrepreneurial people. They run their own business. They, they are believing to be entrepreneurial, to take the spoils of uh, business, that's profits, and give them into the kingdom to see the kingdom do what it needs to do. And in that, they become blessed to be a blessing. Amen. So these people are believing for special grace and favor to provide over $10,000 each year to the building project. Kingdom builders, vision carriers, and the 10K club, they will meet quarterly and in an evening, not the breakfast for inspiration and encouragement. And next, thanks. And to become a builder, yeah. And that's what you've got on your seats now, the brochures you've got. First fruits offering, faith pledges are taken in early July, which is today each year to build the house. This is how we build this church. For those people who are not uh, used to this, this is how we become stewards 
in seeing the house build and grow. A lot of people are not probably been through something like this where you've probably been in a church where it was already provided it was handed down to you through the generations and you've never had to build something straight up out of the ground but this is something that we have applied and it's a rise and build program it's an annual yearly program that we run where you get blessed we get blessed god is pleased you can indicate your desire tonight to join in the building c3 tugger church at any time by filling out your details on the building envelope which is the pledge card that you have on this sunday tonight i hope you can do it tonight or by contacting the office or by email if you need to ask questions or go to the web page next thank you i think it's the vision our vision is there's another part to that it talked about vision fantastic tell me if it comes up thank you father ah yeah it wasn't on there sorry guys I can quote it. The vision is together every member of our church community would give to rise and build to their full potential with a free and generous spirit in worship of God. I'll say it again. This is our vision. Together, every member of our church community would give to rise and build to their full potential with a free and generous spirit in worship of God. And the saints say, now it can be given. You can either make a one-off donation, a gift from available funds or the sale of assets or you can give regularly weekly most of it comes in by weekly fortnightly monthly amounts which can be deposited through online giving via electronic banking the internet or direct banking uh, and hazel can t- talk to you about that hazel is an accountant and she looks after our finances and of course you can place it in the offering envelopes any sunday if you sign the pledge card please honor god in your pledge if it's a pledge Last year, we had a pledge of 120000 and we fulfilled, and this is supposed to be fantastic, we fulfilled $95,000 of that pledge. 95000 And that is very good. Even some of the bigger churches, the pledges that they take, even say $8 million, they take, they only take $4 million because stuff happens. People lose their jobs. People leave the church. But this is the unfortunate things that happen, that people make a pledge in the spur of the moment and they never fulfill it. And it leaves us second guessing, is it going to come in or not? We want you to be honest. We've sent a letter out to you. You've already got it. We pray that you've thought about it, prayed with your partner about it. We're praying that everyone who's joined this church, that this church is your church. We are praying that you would commit with us. We are a Gideon army. We're believing for 150,000, 150,000. Someone told me that a church of 500 took 600,000 a week ago. I think we can do 150,000 in this church. As of now, we have 82,000 as of this morning. This is our other church. The night church is the other half of our church. I know we got a lot of young people, but young people, even you, uh, if you... um, seek um, some some counsel with your parents even you can give nominal amounts i've had 10 year old kids give a dollar you know just to be involved committed connected to the whole deal you will be blessed you're committed to us you can buy into this house with your heart instead of just giving us lip service this is fantastic c3 tugger is a great church i go there and, and really the bible says no your heart's far from me and i would like to feel your heart through your giving not only through your tithes and offerings but through the the, the night and through the rise and build pledge. The other thing I've got to say 
uh, guys, those people who fulfilled your pledge of this last financial year, we salute you. Now, we've done that three times. We did it at the supper Wednesday night, and we, we did it uh, this morning, but we're doing it right now, and we salute all the people that fulfilled their pledge, and uh, that's a fantastic thing. So can you get your pledge? Can we lift the lights if we can and begin to fill out those pledge? If you uh, haven't got one, you need to put up your hand if you're wondering what we're talking about. If you want to take it home and bring it back next week and think about it, but we're asking everyone to commit somehow, some way to our Rise and Build. $10 a week is $500. $20 a week is 1000 $40 a week is 2000 $60 a week is 3000 $80 a week is 4000 $100 a week is $5,000. we are praying tonight that, that uh, the army of believers, the kingdom builders, the vision carriers, and the 10K club would arise and shine. As you're filling that out, our church is growing. We need more finances for the budgeting of the youth. We need, uh, we need to, to put more monies into the youth budget because we've got 130 kids on the database now, 130, 140 kids on the database, and uh, we want to do more, more stuff with the kids. We want to bless them more. This is what I'd like to do straight up. We have 60. Is it 60 kids going to the camp? 65 kids going to the camp. Two-day camp, Andrew? That's 65 kids, two-day camp, international speaker, food, What's it cost? $120 to go to this camp. I'll tell you what, the YMCA camp cost me more than that when I went to it in 1966. Listen, there's 10 kids that desperately want to go, youth kids that desperately want to go, and they've said straight up, we've tried. Our parents just don't have the money for one reason or another. We'd love to go. We've actually got about 20 kids, but we've chosen 10. We know the 10 that sincerely and genuinely want to go to this camp. I'm praying that we might, might even right now raise $1,000, even $1,200. Because you said 120? Uh, help me, is, is uh, 10, 120, is that $1,200? So I'm going to throw that out as well. If you want to help 10 youth go to a two-day conference, a two-day youth camp, where they're going to be blessed in the spirit, by the word, and by good company. If you want to shout one of those kids, it's 120. Or if you just want to give 20 or $50, put up your hand if you need an envelope right now for that. Put up your hand right now if you need an envelope. Put up your hand if you need that. Ushers, just watch those hands going up right now. Just watch those hands. If you want to give, a, if you're a businessman, if you want to give $1,000 or $1,200, I should say, and see those 10 kids go to that camp, kids their kids probably in the local area wyong kids tugra kids i'm not sure but they desperately want to go they can't go they've begged andrew is there any way we as a church would shout them but we are redlining our finances to rise and build and some other areas and um isn't that amazing the bible says in ecclesiastes the money is the answer to everything money is the answer to everything Someone say, where does it say that? Uh, well, come up to me at the end of the service. I'll show you. That flies in the face of religious thinking. Money, no prayer is. The blood of Jesus is no. 
I know that's very, very important, and it is top shelf important, but the Bible says on planet Earth, money is important. That's why the release of finances into the kingdom blesses God's heart, and it blesses the work of the church. Father, as the people are filling those pledge forms out, we bless them. We thank you for each one of them, Lord. You love them dearly. And we're just about ready to... I don't know. Did you? I think we'll send the buckets around this time. We brought the buckets out the front, but I think we might send them around to the aisles. Then I'm going to do something very, very precious. Thank you, church and visitors, for hearing us on our stewardship program, Rise and Bill. Finances are important to keep this work alive. It's only by the faithful givers of the people that we're here right now. God is good. He's faithful. He's blessed us. Everything we've given to him, he's blessed us. Pressed down, shaken together, runneth over. And I bless you. I bless you in your giving. Whatever church you go to, whatever giving you have done this week, I bless you in your giving. May you release the nature of God through your life as you give. God is a giver. He gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, you gave your son Jesus that we may have life, a life, an overcoming life, a ruling and reigning, a life of joy, a life of peace, our best life. Father, there's people sitting here right now in this house that are finding life hard maybe. Lord, they need strength. They need your strength. They need power. They need love. They need mercy. They need grace. Father, I'm believing right now that your spirit would come upon everyone in this house. We're sitting in your presence, standing in your presence. We're giving in your presence. We love your presence, dear God. But there's people that don't feel your presence and feel like you're not looking down upon them. You're not about them. You're not there for them. But you said in your word, Lord, that if we acknowledge you and believe you and trust you, that if we confess you as Lord of our life, that you will come about our life and into our hearts. So, Father, I'm praying for anyone in this, in this house under the inspiration of my voice. I'm praying if there be anyone not sure of their salvation, Maybe they knew God at one time, but they're not sure now. The enemy's been lying to you and saying, you're not saved. You don't know God. Well, I want to I give you confidence tonight in a simple prayer that you are a child of God, destined for heaven, that you will succeed in a most blessed life. And from that moment on, God is going to begin to I guess bless your life in every area just like Jesus had his hands tied in Nazareth in his hometown to work miracles Jesus could have his hands tied in your life to be able to bless you recover you heal you set you free and even prosper you why don't you untie the hands of Jesus tonight to bless you supernaturally